أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبه نستعين اللهم يسر ولا تعسر رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي All praise due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We thank him, we glorify him, we send our salutations to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam our discussion and reminder today is going to be about how we utilize our tongue it is very important in our previous discussion we spoke about how we spent our time for indeed every single second in our life we will be asked on the day of qiyamah to answer question on how we spend our time so the same thing applies to also when it comes to the limbs of our body we will be answering questions on how we utilize them. So our discussion today is going to be based on our tongue and the use of the tongue. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, مَا يَلْفِذُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ إِلَّا لَدَيْهِ رَقِيبٌ عَتِيدٌ Which means that any word that comes out of our mouth, anything that we say is documented, will be, will be written and we will be asked on the day of Qiyamah. So to start from this, I remembered in our previous discussion, this verse came around and we spoke about um, we need to be mindful of whatever that comes out of our mouth. Sometimes you underestimate what you say. And for your information, sometimes you might say things that can be harsh. You might say things that maybe later you regret you might say things that you even apologize you might say things that you even forgot about what you said and in most cases sometimes it's not only what you say but how you say it and the time that you said it because maybe what you said the person that you said to might forget but they will not forget the feelings, how you made them felt. So because of that, it is very important to always be mindful of what comes out of our mouth. The Prophet ﷺ said regarding this, مَنْ يَضْمَنُ لِي مَا بَيْنَ وَمَا بَيْنَ Whoever can guarantee, whoever can guarantee, what comes out of his mouth and also whoever can guarantee to protect whatever is between their legs i will guarantee them jannah this is very very powerful message here if you can protect what comes out of your mouth and you can also protect what is in between your legs the Prophet said, I will guarantee you Jannah. What exactly is the usage of our mouth that can make us lose Jannah? This will take us to a journey of one of the hadith of the Prophet which was narrated by Muaz ibn Jabal. We want to look at some questions that normally the companions will ask. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ will always ask questions on how they can improve themselves to become better of themselves on the day of Qiyamah. 
they will ask questions that will make them better people that is why when you sit down and look at the selection and the words of the Prophet ﷺ regarding the companions, you will see that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selected these people to be the companions of the Prophet. ﷺ. They ask questions, they always want to be better. So Mu'az ibn Jawal was asking the Prophet. ﷺ, he said, I said to the Prophet, Ya Rasulullah, akhbirni an amalin yudhilini al-jannata wa yuba'idini anin nar. O Messenger of Allah, inform me about deeds that will take me to Jannah and protect me from Jahannam. Inform me about some actions, some matters that will get me to Jannah. And also protect me from Jahannam. Amazing. These people care. They want to be better. They want to know how their life is. They ask every simple question. You might say that since they are with the Prophet they only do what they are told and that's it. But he wanted to know what will let me, what will fetch Jannah for me. And how can I protect myself from Jahannam? And the Prophet ﷺ, of course, said to him, the Prophet ﷺ said, لَقَدْ سَعَلْتَ عَنْ عَظِيمٍ You've indeed asked about huge matter. You've asked about something big. وَإِنَّهُ لَيَسِيرٌ عَلَى مَنْ يَسَّرَهُ اللَّهُ عَلِيهُ but it is also easy for anyone that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for. This question that you ask Mu'az is a big question, but it can also be easy for anyone that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it easy for. But number one, my advice to you, Ya Mu'az, regarding what you've asked is, Ta'bud Allah the first and most important thing that you need to do if you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward you with Jannah and protect you from Jahannam is to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not associate anything with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is Tawheed. So the first thing as you know one thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive is shirk. So the Prophet ﷺ emphasized on that. Worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not associate anything with him. If you are able to establish your tawheed, then there are possibilities of going to Jannah. This hadith also came in another narration that said you should believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believe in the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his messenger and a prophet. So still is the establishment of Tawheed and then the Prophet sallallahu made mention of another important thing. وَتُقِيمُ salat And establish your prayer. So your Tawheed will not be enough 
unless you follow that with establishment of prayer. Remember, the Prophet sallam is saying, "Man qala la ilaha illa fi qalbihi Whoever says la ilaha illa sincere from his heart, means he has already entered Jannah. It's like you asking, how can someone just be on this earth, walking around us, but he has entered Jannah? And the scholars translated that by saying, Dakhal al-Jannah here means the only barrier or the only thing that stops him from entering Jannah is death. If the person should die at that moment, of course he goes to Jannah. Now let's look at this kalima. Man qala la ilaha illallah khalisan fi qalbi. Whoever says la ilaha illallah sincere from his heart. How is the sincere la ilaha illallah works? How does it work? Number one, when a person says la ilaha illallah and he really meant this word, this word works in his actions. Whatever that person will do, he believes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aqrabu ilayhi min hablil warid. Allah is closer to him more than the jugular vein. So whatever the person will do, he fears Allah because he knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can see him, can hear him. So that belief in la ilaha illallah makes him does or do whatever he does at any given time with sincerity because he knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can see him. So if you believe in Allah, that belief takes you to what? Establishment of your salat. Because I believe in Allah, I know Allah exists, I know Allah is my provider, I know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is my sustainer, I know Allah has provided, has given me more than I could have asked. I believe, indeed, if I'm to sit down and quantify the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon me, I cannot do that. So because of that, I want to show appreciation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all my life, starting with communicating with Allah, obedience in what? Accepting the rules, regulations of Allah. And my prayer is the journey, is the way in which I communicate with Allah to show my appreciation. So if you establish the Tawheed, the next thing is to, uh, to what to establish or to keep your five daily prayer. We are talking about the compulsory aspect here. We're not talking about optional. Naam. So the Prophet ﷺ told Mu'az, وَتُقِيمُ salat And establish your prayer. وَتُؤْتِيَ zakat And also give charity. And give charity. The Prophet ﷺ always encourages us to give charity. That is why at the time of Abu Bakr, after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, people started making ridda, leaving Islam. Some communities came to Abu Bakr and said, Look, even though people are leaving Islam, we are not going to leave Islam. As you know, people said, since the Prophet has gone, they left the deen. We are not going to leave the deen. 
but we are going to reduce some of the responsibilities. And for that matter, we are not going to pay zakat anymore. And Abu Bakr said, I'm going to start my fight with you before those who left the deen. So in reality, saying that I believe in Allah and I pray five times a day, but I don't give charity, does not qualify you as a Muslim. You need to accept what Islam is all about, as the Quran is saying, Enter into the religion, enter into the fold of religion fully, not part-time, not believing in some and ignoring some. So you should give charity, the Prophet ﷺ told Muaz. And fast in the month of Ramadan. These are all compulsory aspects. And also, go to Hajj if Allah has given you the means. Means means you're healthy, you have the financial capability, you have the time. Those are the means. If you are able to combine these three, then make sure that you do the pilgrimage to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet ﷺ, upon saying this, now he has established what is the five daily or what are the main pillars of Islam. But now he is going to add, he is going to give Mu'az some extras. So here, if you look at this journey and you look at this conversation, the Prophet ﷺ is drawing our attention on, you don't come and give charity you don't come and give some sort of gifts when you owe. So before you say, I'm going to do anything extraordinary, start with what has been compulsory on you first. So the Prophet ﷺ then told Mu'az, after these five pillars of Islam, he said, ثُمَّ قَالْ Then he, the Prophet ﷺ said, أَلَا أَدُلُّكَ عَلَىٰ أَبْوَابِ الْخَيْرِ Should I guide you? Should I show you? The doors of goodness, which means now anything that you can do extra after establishing what is compulsory, how you can do some things extra. So this is the Prophet ﷺ teaching us on how to do that. Number one, if you want to do extra, then remember, fasting is a shield. Apart from your fasting in the month of Ramadan, take fasting to be another way that you can get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fast Mondays and Thursdays. Fast in the middle of the month. Take fasting to be another way in which you can connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't only say fasting is in the month of Ramadan, khalas. No. Come back and take the optional fasting as well. For indeed, you requested, you wanted to know things that will take you to Jannah and protect you from Jahannam. Well then, fasting, Jannah, is a shield. It's going to protect you. Fasting is a protection. وَالصَّدَقَةُ تُطْفِئُ الْخَطِيئَةَ Sadaqah, apart from your charity or your zakat, 
any charity that you give, it quenches or wiped away your sins as the water quenches the fire. That is why the Prophet ﷺ will encourage his companions give give charity even if it's a half a date. Never say I don't have enough. Whatever you got, try your best to give charity even if it's just a small, a little amount. And all this, that is after your compulsory aspect. The Prophet ﷺ continue to tell Mu'az things that are good after he has done the compulsory aspect. And also to get up at night and pray apart from your five daily prayer. Apart from your five daily prayer, get up at night and pray. Apart from your fasting, fast another part of the year. Apart from your, your zakat, give charity. Remember, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding night prayer, Allah descends to the lowest heavens in the last part of the night seeking for his servants who wants to ask or request for anything. Allah is ready to give them. So if you really want Jannah and protection from Jahannam, apart from your compulsory aspect, hold on to this as well, the Prophet ﷺ advised. In that, the Prophet ﷺ is now reminding Mu'az, you see what I just told you? Believing in Allah, the five, uh, the five pillars of Islam, Increase apart from your fasting in the month of Ramadan, other months. Give charity apart from your normal zakat. Pray at night. Now the Prophet is going to give him evidence in the Quran. Why is it so? And the Prophet ﷺ read a verse in the Quran that goes like, تَتَجَافَ جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised those who kept themselves awake. Do not sleep. They stay away from their beds at night. When everyone is sleeping, they got up to communicate with Allah. They are supplicating and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Khawfan with iman and fear and hope. Always remember, never ask Allah and feel like, let me just do and see whether it will work or not. No. When you are asking Allah, have hope. So when they are praying at night and they are raising their hands up asking Allah, they do it with humbleness, they do it with fear, but also with hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. تَتَجَافَ جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا But not only that, if they get opportunity in the morning, not only they stay awake and pray, 
But in the daytime when they got up also they do something. They give charity. This is the Prophet telling Mu'az, you are asking about things that will take you to Jannah and protect you from Jahannam. Well, here you are. Do this and you will see the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue in the verse فَلَا تَعْلَمْ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةَ عَيْنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And with all these things, if a person does, no soul knows what Allah has prepared for them in satisfaction in, their, in terms of reward for whatever they've been doing. Unless on the day of Qiyamah, when they see the reward from Allah, they will be amazed. Today, you only see just a fraction of it. On the day of Qiyamah, the reward of all this, you will wish every part of your life you devoted it in serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After this, the Prophet continued to add more advice to Mu'ad. He then, the Prophet said, Ala ukhbiruk biras al amr wa amudih wa dhirwati sanamih. Should I inform you, O Mu'az, about the head of the matter, the pillar of the matter, and also the peak of the uh, affairs or elevation? Kuntu, he Mu'az said, Bala, of course, yes, Ya Rasulullah, tell me what are also better. The head of the matter and also the peak of the matter and also to look at what will be the way in which we get elevation in terms of reward and status. And the Prophet said, Rasul Amr al-Salat or Rasul Amr al-Islam. The head of the matter in all aspects you start from being a Muslim. That is why he started with Tawheed. You can have the best of heart, as people will say. As much as I don't pray, Wallah, I'm a good person in heart. There's no good person in the heart when you don't pray. Because the one who gave you that heart, you did not recognize him. So what makes you good? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who makes the heart to beat, you did not recognize him. So how can you prove that you're a good person? A good person is the one who acknowledges his creator and knows that whatever happened in their life, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is doing it. So the head of the matter is to be a Muslim. The pillar of the matter is a salat, to establish your prayer. And the peak of its elevation is a jihad. Then the Prophet said, with everything that I made mention from beginning to end in terms of what can take you to Jannah and protect you from Jahannam, should I tell you the founder of all, all these things that we made mention are held from one thing. 
qultu bala ya rasulullah he said yes o messenger of allah and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam fa akhadha lisani he held his tongue or pointed at the tongue which means all these things that we said it is hanging on your tongue you can pray five times a day you can fast in the month of ramadan and fast the whole year if your language you have ill language it spoils all your deeds subhanallah if your language is not good if you are using bad language you swear you curse you lie you slander things that comes out of your mouth will wipe every good thing that you did so all this thing that we spoke about that can give you closeness to Allah and reward protection from jahannam your tongue will swipe will wipe everything off he muhas then look at the prophet sallallahu when the prophet sallallahu said to him kuf alayka hada hold on to this restrain your tongue Muaz then said, O Messenger of Allah, are we going to be held? Are we going to be held with what comes out of our mouth? The Prophet ﷺ said, Woe unto you, Muaz. When a person is brought on the day of Qiyamah, being pulled on the ground with the face on the ground nothing will cause this but what their tongue has caused he's not talking about the five daily prayer anymore he's not talking about the fasting anymore he's not talking about all these good deeds we made mention because of their tongue why is it so why is it so your tongue will be the worst thing ever with all your prayer, fasting, charity, hajj, your tongue will wipe and ruin everything. Why is it so? It is so because if you indeed believe in la ilaha illallah sincerely, wherever you find yourself, you know Allah is next. Allah can see you. Allah can hear you. You will not do or say anything that is wrong. No slander, no backbiting, no lies, no swearing and cursing people. You won't do that when you know Allah is next to you, when you know Allah can hear you, when you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking at you. You will not do that. But the moment you pray and fast and do all these things, in your heart there is no iman. You don't believe in Allah. Because one of the qualities, one of the things that your prayer does is what? In the salata, your salat is to stop you from doing evil act so there's no way you will believe in allah and do things the way allah wants you to do and still have a bad language or slander or backbiting and lying you cannot do that so imagine on the day of qiyamah when the prophet spoke about muf, uh, muflis uh, a loser someone who is a bankrupt he came with all good deeds, but insulted this person, cursed this person. With all those bad deeds, people's will, hack will be taken 
and they will be paid. So we have to be very careful with this attitude of ours. It is very important to acknowledge that our tongue can be dangerous to us and can lead us into Jahannam. May Allah protect us. And then the Prophet وسلم, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in another verse, وَلَا تَكْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ إِنَّ السَّمَعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُعَادُ كُلٌّ أُولَئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا Do not say, do not say things that you don't have knowledge about. Don't get involved in things that does not concern you. For indeed, as-sama'a, your hearing, wal-basar, your sight, wal-fu'ad, and your heart, on the day of Qiyamah, all will be questioned. They will be questioned. So be mindful on how you act and the way you use these parts of your body. The Prophet always advised his companions as we saw in the hadith of Abi Musa al-Ashari. He said, Kultu ya Rasulullah. I said, O Messenger of Allah, Ayyul Muslimina Afdal. Which Muslim is better? Which Muslim is better? And the Prophet said to him, Man saliman muslimuna min lisadihi wa yadi. The best of Muslims is the one who fellow Muslims are free from his tongue and fellow Muslims are free from his hands. He does not fight them. He does not insult them. He does not curse them. He does not lie against them. He does not do anything to harm them. That is the best of Muslims. Now ask yourself, are fellow Muslims free from you? Are you the one who go about saying bad things about people? Are you the one who judge people without any evidence? Are you the one just because things did not go well between you and other person, you go about making up more than what happened between you two? You know better than anybody what you do. You're going to answer questions for every single thing you say about someone. In another hadith, Abu Hurairah said, I heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, saying, إِنَّ لَعَبَدَ لَيَتَكَلَّمُ بِالْكَلِمَةِ مَا يَتَبَيَّنُ فِيهَا يَزِلُّ بِهَا فِي النَّارِ أَبَعَدَ مِمَّا بَيْنَ الْمَشْرِكِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ This hadith is a long hadith. I heard the Messenger of Allah saying, A person will say a word that he has no idea about. And that word can be the purpose of going to Jannah. Or he will say a word which he has no idea about. But that word can be the reason of him going to Jahannam. So be mindful what you say at any given time. Think before you utter because that can be what will ruin everything that you have. Or that can be what will raise your status in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As it's also been narrated, one of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ said, Ya Rasulullah, O Messenger of Allah, Hadithni bi amarin atasim bi. 
inform me about something that I can hold on to. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, Kul mastaqim. Say, I believe in Allah. Mastaqim, and have steadfastness. Stick to that word. Kul to Ya Rasulullah. He then said, O Messenger of Allah, Ma akhwafu, ma takhafu alayya. What is the worst thing that you, you are you scared for me or you fear for me? What are the things that you fear for me most? The Prophet The Prophet then held in another narration said Ashara. He pointed at the tongue and said to him, Restrain this. That's talking about his tongue. This is the worst thing I'm I'm scared for you because that can be the purpose of going to Jannah or can be the purpose of going to Jahannam. So, respected brothers and sisters, when we're talking about the dangers of our tongue, let's be very careful what we say, where we say it, and how we say it. When you say you believe in Allah, be sincere in your belief. When you say you believe in Allah, be mindful. Remember, Allah can see you. Allah can hear you. Allah hab akrabu ilayk is closer to you. Min habli warid from your jugular vein. So whatever you want to say, be mindful. Be careful. Think about it. When we are able to create a good relationship with Allah in our belief, in what we say regarding our belief in Allah, that will be enough to be a deterrent for us. And then we should learn to restrain our tongue. So inshallah, we'll stop here. We have some few minutes, inshallah. Give you opportunity to ask your questions. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa nasakfiruka wa natubu ilayk. سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين